welcome to episode nine, Nueve, of the Zip Code Bros. I'm your host, Michael John Gallagher the second. With me, as always, is Ben Jones, Adam Jefferson, and unfortunately, my man, moving by himself, Jimmy Sorensen. Today uh, today's episode is about The Undertaker, The Undertaker, The Undertaker. So I figure what we do for changes. Um, We'll do some questions first, and then we'll do a do a kind of mental check in. How does this sound? Sounds good idea. All right, so Ben, why don't we get started? And and so the reason why we're doing some questions first is Mr. Jimmy is moving by himself, so we don't want to take up too much of his time. So, Jimmy, we, and for the record, for the record, we are recording at ten o'clock at night on Friday. Cinco de Mayo. Five cinco. Five cinco. <laughs> Give us that star rating. The Undertaker. In the right, now I feel like right, right now I feel like I'm going one-on-one with The Undertaker. <laughs> with The Undertaker. As, with The Undertaker. Holla, as, Bobby, holla, as, Bobby, holla as Bobby teased me, The Undertaker. The Undertaker. The way I say The Undertaker with my Long Island accent. The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is this? I'm like, what is it? He's like The Undertaker. I'm like, yeah, the Undertaker. That's what I said. Because you can't say his R's right. I mean, from <laughs> that thick New Jersey accent. <laughs> Jersey, don't say like that. That's all right, Gallagher. Like I'll, I'll say, I'll say Undertaker in an Aussie accent, and then that'll make it seem yours is better. Hey, you got, there you uh, go. Nothing's better than your accent, brother. Trust me. Ah, uh, please. <laughs> no, no one, no one's as cool as Teddy Long for saying Undertaker. <laughs> the Undertaker. All right. Should we, should we do right. some questions? Yeah, let's do some questions. Yeah. Please do. All right. First up, Devin Dowling from the Kickout Crew. What's your favorite Undertaker versus Big Show match? Now, to me, that sounds like a trick question because has Big Show ever had a good match? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Why? Okay. Why? Why with the profanity? Sorry. I'm sorry. I, I tripped over my shoelace. Uh, okay. That's what it was. I'm walking. I walk outside and tripped over the. I almost bipped it into the trash can, trash bin. I see. I see. I see. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, the only Big Show Undertaker match I really remember is uh, the WrestleMania one, at um against him and A Train. So like, and I don't remember it being good. <laughs> so, um, he had he had a good match. Good match with Big Show in 08 at Survivor Series, I think. I believe. That, well, actually, that no. One rest- I think the Punjabi prison match. At, as I say, that's the only Undertaker Big Show match I remember was the Punjabi prison match. And uh, they, they had, they had, when, when Big Show got introduced into that love triangle thing with Vicky in 08. Remember that? Uh, yeah. Like when Taker's hand, oh, was that seven or eight? Anywho, oh, you're the one that you're the one with the uh, the numbers. No, no, I'm trying to remember. It's, it was an unforgiven. Both years he comes back at it unforgiven, and no, no, oh wait, because Taker comes back. I was thinking of the hand. The hand. Uh, he comes out of the sand, out of the. He's like the Mojave Desert. Or Death Valley, Death. but uh, I like it. But but he had a he had a 
feud with Big Show and, and leading in the Survivor Series when Big Show knocked out Undertaker after Devil crossing him at Unforgiven 08. All right, cool. All right, next one uh, from Adam's mate, Sean Kennedy. Kennedy! 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 So besides, besides Edge and Brock, was there anyone else who should have broken the streak? Hmm. Well, I think Orton should have broke the streak. Okay, Orton's a good one. I don't think, I don't think Edge should have been put in the conversation to break the streak. It just, it doesn't seem to really like, you know, the whole ultimate opportunist rated rated R superstar. So it just didn't really, for me, it doesn't click that he should be one of the ones to be considered. Um. Brock obviously, and Brock uh, shouldn't. Brock Brock shouldn't. I mean, yes and no. Um, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that would have been a good one. Yeah, Bray or Roman. What about you, Ben. Your thoughts, Ben. Um, well, I wasn't really watching at the time, but I, you know, looking back now, I was thinking, how good would it have been if the Taker streak was still intact and then you've got roman who's unstoppable now as a, as a title holder and then you have taker versus roman at wrestlemania for the title but taker's streak is also on the line like that could have been huge yeah, if that i agree with you i agree if, with that, you. if that worked out yeah um okay next question from carl bramblett after the streak was broken, should he oh. have still lost again to Roman at Mania? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It well, still means something to beat The Undertaker, regardless if his streak is intact or not. Mm-hmm. But then again, Taker, Taker has gone on record saying he probably shouldn't have been at that Mania. Right, right. That's what I was about to bring up. Uh, other than that, other than that, sh- yeah, at a, if it wouldn't, wouldn't have been that year's mania, whenever they would have fought again, yes. Okay. I'd agree. All right. Up next is Bobby Duncan, and he says, Bobby D. N- N- NWO versus BSK. Who wins? What's the finish? Who goes over? Oh. BSK. BSK, Hogan takes the fall. Who gets the pin? Taker. Taker? Taker Taker pins who? Yeah, BSK. BSK and I say... um, Hall. It's, yeah, Scott Hall. Taking the fall. Because Scott always said he looks good on his back. (laughs) Kevin never yeah, did job much. All right. Up next from the kickout crew, Brad Stanton. Uh, when oh, yeah. should have undertake when should have Undertaker retired? His last match against Brock or someone else, or still going today? AJ. I I, I like uh, I, I I think it should have uh, been a thing that kept going. Yeah. <laughs> He should have retired after AJ, but the streak should have never retired. 
the streak shouldn't have been broken until Roman. I agree. Yeah. I Brock didn't need Brock didn't need that Undertaker streak. But he just Brock didn't was, need it. Brock was the one picked by Taker himself to break it. And I mean, like with if you're Vince McMahon and Taker comes to you with all he's done for your company and says, This is why I want to do with the streak. I mean, are you really gonna tell him no? No, but didn't they I, I he talked it's, about it on his it's, his, uh, it's, it's, it's a cons- it's a conspiracy. It's one of those conspiracy theories. He does not remember anything from one o'clock yeah. that day to noon the next or something like that. Something like that. So that whole day is like just one big blur. One big never happened. Yeah. Mentally. Well, this it kind of ties into um, Amy Vaughan's question. Um, first lady of the Arn Anderson fan club and co-host of the Pond Water Dave show. Uh, so she mm-hmm. says, do you think the streak should have been broken? And do you agree with who broke the streak? I mean, I think we kind of uh, talked about it. I think we all believe that Brock should not have been the person that break the streak. And I think we kind of all, you know, thought, you know, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say it again. I, I think Randy Orton, I think the legend killer gimmick, I think if he would have beat The Undertaker, I think it would have been something that I could see it. I just, I could have bought it. Even if like his dad and I mean you, you, you can't do BS uh, interference to to the break the streak. You got to do a clean one two three, and I think that RKO could have got him one two three. I I I would almost agree with Batista the, the following year. Yeah, yeah. Or, or two years later. Possibly. It, it was two years later from Orton. I was like, because it was twenty one when Taker faced him. When Orton faced Taker, and it was twenty WrestleMania twenty three when Batista faced Taker for the world title. I got the that... list right here, fellas. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll get that... to that soon. Because that Rumble was when Taker won the 2007's Rumble was when he won it, and yeah, it was Orton, Henry, and then Batista. All right, next question. So. First time uh, question asker is Mr. Elkarai. So James, yeah. I saw it. That's awesome. Thank yeah. You. So thank you, Mr. Elkarai, for sending this in. So he asks, should he Thanks, have retired Randy. after the streak was broken? I'm sorry. Uh, say that one more time. Should the Undertaker have retired after the streak was broken? Hmm. So like immediately after that Lesnar match. Hmm. Because you know what they say, go out, you know, looking at the lights. Yeah, when when Brock broke it, and I guess I'm in the minority here thinking that he should have been the one to break it. Um, when Brock broke it, I I did, my knee-jerk reaction was like, oh, he's retiring. Like, that's it. You know, the streak's over. Cool. He really only comes back to defend it anyway. If, I mean, if you're going to break it, then it seems like he was going to retire. But well, – who was the match? Um, who who was the opponent the following year at the Brock? Right. That was a Bray Wyatt match. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's, well, here's the thing. So, and, and that's what I was getting to is the matches that he had besides the Roman one. Um, after the streak was broken, were still great, memorable. Like you know, so it's kind of this catch twenty two of yeah, it, of it's a good send off if he retires with the with the streak being broken. But then you miss out on the AJ match, the Bray match, 
not the Roman match. Well, that, that AJ match was awesome. Oh yeah, that AJ match was really really awesome. Well, Taker. Well, I mean, yeah. What was the match where Taker left his boots and hat in the ring? The Roman match. Roman match at thirty three. I think he should have retired after the Roman match. But he wasn't happy with that performance. No, well, and again, I'm glad he didn't because we got the AJ match. But my point is, I think if, if I'm answering the question, no, I don't think he should have retired after that match. I think he should have retired after the Roman match, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Up next, we've got Mike Whitaker. He's got five questions for us. Sweet. Yes. So buckle up. All right. If The Undertaker would debut today as a new character, would he get as over as he did? No. Depends I think what the so. character is. I think so. Because Undertaker always reinvented the guy. He always reinvented himself to suit the the times, right? When he went from the American, you know, from the Undertaker guy to the American badass to the big evil to the dead man again. So I think Taker would have been a guy who would have found a way to get over, absolutely. He no, he would have found a way to get over. I don't think he would have gotten over to the point that he did in his career. And I think that's because of impatience and social media. I just, I just think guys like that who are, who just become that at top echelon of a star. I just think they're going to be a star no matter where they would have been. You know, yeah. that's, that's, that's just, I mean, that's just, that's just me. You know, I, I think a guy like Ric Flair would still be a big star if he came up now, you know, guy like Hogan still got guys got the charisma. You just, he would just be with the times, right? He would just be with what the times is. And Ric Flair would be with the time is right now. I mean, Ric Flair's still doing it. <laughs> that, yeah, that is a good point. I'm probably just being a little pessimistic about certain wrestling fans. and Yeah, they, no, I hear you. You know, not let it it's play just out. Hard to, it's hard to imagine him in any other character because he is the Undertaker. I still think he could have pulled off this character, though. I mean, it just would have been... Oh, yeah character yeah it wouldn't have been as cartoonish he might have started off as like kind of a guy like a biker kind of guy you know and and undertaker could be his biker nickname who knows <laughs> <laughs> you know and before we get the and then you get the american badass but yeah i think he would have i definitely think he would have uh found a way to get the gimmick over no i i do think you're on to something there debuts yeah. as the american badass comes out he's you know part of a biker gang he's known as the undertaker because he's yeah. the guy that buries all the bodies yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's a good question okay uh his next one is do you think his last match with aj styles was the right way for him to go out or should it have been in the ring and if so with who what do you think jimmy i missed the question all right, well, so do you think his last match with AJ Styles was the right way for him to go out, or should it have been in the ring and with who? Not my call. That's his call. <laughs> I know. I, mean, I, I like the AJ Styles concept it was very different and i think it's yeah with, with so many different unique things we, we've gotten over the years 
from Taker. I mean, Taker was in the first Hell in the Cell. Um, he was in a, we've had ch- the Elimination Chamber. We've had uh, Boneyard matches uh, and furnace furnace room matches. Boiler, I mean, boiler room matches. Thank you. Um, buried alive. Buried alive. I mean, I think it was some. I think it's great that we went out with the boneyard match. It was creative. It was fun. The watch sucks under the circumstances with his family. Um, but. I think it was a great way to send him on his shield. That man bled for us. But that was his last WrestleMania match, right? The AJ match, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Don't worry, I ask a lot of stuff. Don't worry, I ask a, I ask stupid questions. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next stupid question. Do, do you think The Undertaker would have gotten as over if it wasn't for the gimmick of The Undertaker? So it kind of ties in a little bit to what we just discussed. Yeah, he would have found a way to get there. Yep. All right. Now, what was your favorite version of the Dead Man Undertaker? So not including the American Badass or Big Evil. Now, I think, Mike, you you had this as one of your talking points as well about favorite era. Yeah, his favorite era, yeah. Favorite version, yeah. Favorite version of the Dead Man, I would say um, when he came back, with the Johnny Cash song. Mm. It felt like an old-timey Western version of, like, an Undertaker. And, um, you know, he had the bull cap. He had I, that. He had the, the, the long trench coat. I, that was – that's my favorite version of a dead man. I, I don't know. I mean, he fought Kane. I want to say he fought Kane, but I can't remember what WrestleMania that was. He fought him twice. I know he fought him twice. I'm saying I don't remember the second time. I don't remember the number. 20. He faced him at oh, 14 yeah, yeah. 20. WrestleMania, yep, WrestleMania 20. It was WrestleMania 20. Yeah. The, the one that Mr. Jones was actually at. Fun fact. That's right. <laughs> that guy. Adam, what was your favorite version? Um, probably about the same one as Gallagher, maybe a little bit later. Um you know, that late 2000s, early 2010s, um, where he was kind of like Teddy Long's answer to every problem. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just the whole, oh, this heel's giving me a hard time. Well, now he has a match with The Undertaker. You know, and if if that didn't work, I'll put you in a tag team match. You know, that that era of SmackDown. Um, But yeah, that, that 2010, late 2000s era of Undertaker is probably my favorite. I enjoyed the sort of 97, 98 version where he was feuding with Kane, like for the first time. And there was something about the, the image of the black versus the red or the red and black, <clears throat> which were the colors of raw. And it just, you know, like you had the red ropes and the black wing skirts and all that sort of thing. And it just looked like visually awesome. That's really um, cool. No, that's really awesome. I, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, Gallagher um, wants to change. Yeah, Gallagher wants to change the answer. No, no, no. Gallagher wants to go watch the match. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just thought by that time in Taker's career, like he'd already established himself as the locker room leader and like a main event star. 
And that feud with Kane was the perfect storyline, you know, because Kane's coming along as his brother, who is a combination of The Undertaker and Darth Vader. Right. And, and yeah, it just, it just worked. Just love that time. Um, okay. Uh, uh, last one. If you could, <laughs> oh, God. If you could pick one member of the kickout crew to get tombstoned by Undertaker, who would it be and why would it be Devin? <laughs> why would it be Devin? <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not touching. Allison, I'm not touching this one. <laughs> I'll touch it. I'll touch it. All right, who? Mr. Stanton, because he's bald. <laughs> what the hell is that? Having to do with anything? I don't know. <laughs> I'd say... All right, I'll say Mike Whitaker because Mike Whitaker will have the most fun getting tombstoned by the Undertaker. I feel like Bama might. Bama would, but I think Whitaker would be like giggling the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's my answer too. Is Mike <laughs> I say it's Devin because he likes Nitro Pepsi, and Nitro Pepsi sucks. All right. Ooh. Is that like Shout an out to Nitro Pepsi. Is it, like an energy, is it like an energy drink? I don't know. I never had it. It's a different way. It's brewed or whatever. You know, instead of, I don't know. Devin probably would know, so you could probably ask him. Yeah, I'll, 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 yeah. <laughs> As in, I, like, I drink, I'll drink Mountain Dew, Code Red, and Dr. Pepper. But Devin only, only, Devin only really talks about it every single episode. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what Devin needs to have? As a cool, refreshing taste of a cool, refreshing drink of natural light. Natural light. Yeah, we 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 can't steal too much of their stuff, okay? Because that'll create beef. I was gonna say shout out to the kickout crew, though. The, um, <laughs> shout out to guys... shout out shout out to our boys. All, yeah, all, no, shout, all out but, uh, shout out to the kickout crew. This past episode with Mr. Buff Bagwell was kick ass. Now the audio was a little yeah, rough, but if you stuck with it, you got through the interview, and it was really really cool. So. I, I, got buff. I was proud of those guys, man. Like that was really, really awesome that they got a chance to and, do that. And also Gallagher, that they took the time out to read our questions out too, to, to oh, buff. Yeah. So really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. Thanks guys. Thanks guys. But yeah, no, great episode. Really great episode. All love, all love and support. We love you guys. You're the best. Uh, uh, and then, then there's Devin. Oh, jeez. All, all right. right. Love so you, that's, um, what else you got? All right, that's that's the end of the questions. All right. Anybody change the answers? <laughs> no, that was the I last week. Got, uh... I, I never, I never really got asked. I never really, I never really got to answer my favorite era of Taker. Yeah, well, we're uh, and and we're we are going to get to it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so this spotlight is about the Undertaker. However, would you guys like to check in? Just tired. Feel like I went one on one with the Undertaker. Jimmy, you felt like went on one on one with the Undertaker. All right, all right, all right, right. What else is going on besides moving? Just moving, moving stuff. Mm-hmm. Moving out. Just moving out. Been here for five years. Moving on up. Yeah, moving into a trailer. Across town from an apartment building, so I have my own space and moving on a Sunday afternoon. 
moving on a Friday night. <laughs> well, it's been like three nights. It's been like three nights. So I've gotten very little sleep last couple of days. But um, just send send your boy some love, please. I need it. Yes, we uh, will send a prayer. And if anybody's in the Kearney area of Nebraska, give a shout out to my man, Jimmy. Give him a hand. No one will. All right. Adam, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm counting down the day so the school year's over. Um, just, you know, the the kids at this, at this particular middle school, uh, it feels more like being a prison guard at a detention center. Really? You're just getting cussed at all the time, threatened. Um, the sub that works with me uh, got shoved into a into a wall by one of the students. Oh my goodness. So it's just, you know, it's just let's, you know, it's May. Let's just get, let's survive at this point. Oh, um, but other than that, man, I'm I'm good. Don't want to bring it all down. Um, spring football is getting started again. So uh, new season right around the corner and excited to see what uh what kind of talent we're going to have on the field this year. Now, do you coach uh, varsity? Coach varsity and uh, JV. Um, defensive line for both JV head coach, JV defensive coordinator, and recruiting coordinator. So it's uh, – it's my job to help our our kids get recruited by colleges. Oh wow, that's great! Yeah, a lot of work, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot of work. It's 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 a ton, um, but you know, it's one of those things where it's helped me grow in my confidence as a coach, especially the JV head coaching job, because um, a, a lot of high school programs they tend to just kind of let that be a, a title role where you're the JV head coach. So you get to call timeouts on JV games, but that's kind of all you do. Whereas this head coach, he kind of lets me have full autonomy over the JV program. So I get, uh, Mr. Mr. Jefferson, I have a quick question for you. Yeah. Have you, have you produced any uh, students that have gone to any D one schools yet? Um, we actually just had one sign with NC State, uh, Brandon Cisse. He wears number 25 now, I believe. Um, What's his position? He's a cornerback. Thank you. Uh, so that was uh, that was special. I got to be there when he got his scholarship offer and all that. Um, so, you know, it's uh, – it's, um, an exciting time will be challenging because we got only six coaches on staff this year. So we'll all be coaching both ways as well. It's a lot of work, man. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, uh, you get paid extra at least? Yeah, we get a little stipend. Um, yeah. And with as small as our, our staff is, we get actually a, a stipend and a half. All right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. At least it's not for not, not that it's not for nothing, but at least you get a little bit of something extra for doing it because I mean, look, I coach a little league team and that is a huge pain in my you know what, and I cannot even and that's twice a week. Oh yeah. Two hours. <laughs> and I'm like, get me out of here. I'm done. <laughs> so I can only imagine how much work that you guys do. And it's it's a lot, man. It's a lot. And they just, oh, it absolutely is. 
you know, thank, you know, I'll say this, good for you. And, and, and thank you for doing that because, you know, not a lot of people cut out for that. Not a lot of people want to do it. It takes a certain type of person to do it. So that's, that's great that you're able to do that, man. Oh, thank you very much. It's, uh, those kids, those kids need you. You got those kids need you and you're doing it for them. That's, that's, that's great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. How you doing, Ben? Yeah, good. Um, had a good week uh, so far. Um, had a session with my therapist during the week and that the timing of that, I mean, Mike, you know, we've talked about it, but the timing of that couldn't have been better. Um, it was really good to to do that this week and get some uh, good coping strategies uh, with a couple of things going on. So, great. yeah, no, p- feeling pretty positive about this week. That's great. How, how are you going? I'm doing well. Had a, had a good week of work. I uh, started a new job a couple of weeks ago. This is my last week of um, sitting in front of my computer and fr- at my house for, for nine hours training. So now I get to go and start my role, which is pretty cool. Um, but things are good. My mom's still in town helping me out with the boys, which is fantastic and super, super helpful. Um, she's, you know, cleaning my house out for me, which is amazing. So things, things are good, man. You know, I, uh, was looking forward to doing this tonight so i'm glad we got a chance to do this yeah absolutely cool so funny a great great story um i was telling uh i started to tell ben today the first pay-per-view i ever watched was survivor series 1990 so the first memories i have of the undertaker were the first day essentially i started watching wrestling um so like i've been i he was never my favorite. It was always like, you never disliked The Undertaker. Um, and there were certain times where it's like, oh, cool, it's The Undertaker when he used to come back and stuff like that. But like, you know, I always liked guys like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart more. Um, like, those are the guys I would really, really get behind. And then, you know, later on, it was Austin and Kurt Angle and, and a lot of John Cena. And so, like, a guy like uh, Taker was never my you know, Hulk Hogan for Ben, you know, if you will. But I always really, I always appreciated him, right? Uh, my buddy Rob was a huge, huge, huge Undertaker fan. That was his, that was his big guy, was, um, was, uh, was the Undertaker. So what were your first memories of the Undertaker, Adam? Um, first memories of Undertaker, probably that, uh, you know, that, late 2000s period you know he didn't really talk much didn't really cut you know cut promos but you know you just learn very quickly when the lights go out and that gong hits man like it's whether whether you're watching it on tv or um you know unfortunately i never got to be in the crowd when he uh when he wrestled but i mean even watching on tv the lights go out that gong hits it's it's something special like i mean i'm, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it um uh, a story that sounds tragic, but thankfully turned out not to be. Um, I got to, I was gonna go to the fast lane pay-per-view in Memphis during the build between him and Bray Wyatt. Oh yeah. And unfortunately my car or my truck went out on me. Oh uh so I couldn't make it. So I'm sitting at home watching it. And, uh my friend Sean and I are texting back and forth as the show's going on. And all of a sudden the lights go out and that gong hits and Sean just started blowing up my phone, just saying, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and thank God it was 
Bray Wyatt in the casket and mocking the Undertaker and things like that. Um, but you know, like you said, it was never never one of my favorites. But you know, you, I still looked forward to anything he did. Right. What about you, Vim? For earliest memories of the Undertaker. Or- Same as you, Survivor Series nineteen ninety. Um and and what I I remember this the uh the poster for Survivor Series nineteen ninety and on Ted DiBiossi's team it, it was like shadowed out like mystery a mystery partner or whatever. And at the time I thought, oh, they're gonna bring in Ric Flair. Ric Flair is gonna be the mystery <laughs> partner because he's gonna go against Dusty Rhodes, right? That's what I thought. Oh, there you go. And um, so I remember getting really excited to see the event, and I, I hired out the um, the VHS tape of of the pay per view, and I was not expecting. Like, I saw Brother Love walk out, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then the Undertaker was right behind him, and I was like, everyone in the crowd just shocked because at that time, WWE was all about over-the-top cartoon characters and bright colours and everything was just very visual. And then you've got this guy who looks like he's just woken up from a nap and he's just all in black and grey. Dude legit and, scared people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And no one had seen anything like him before. So, um, yeah, and then they did that close-up of his eyes. And I remember Piper... <laughs> said something about like you know this guy, you know, needs look to go back the, to bed or something. Look you know? at the yeah. size <laughs> of that. He says, "Look at the size of that hammock." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. That was a great Survivor Series, man. Survivor Series 1990 and SummerSlam 1990. Those are my two first pay per views that I watched because I watched SummerSlam. That was a great Survivor Series. I was just gonna say that was a that was a great year for pay per views yeah. across the board. Yeah. WrestleMania six was good um yeah what about you jimmy what were your earliest memories of the undertaker he might be busy yeah yeah uh, hold on All hold right. on i'm yeah. myself my first memory actually so i remember watching him win the rumble on dvd and then my brother was a fan of Taker or than me. So I was rooting against him at best for WrestleMania 23 against Batista. Nice. And I lost that bet. Um, but yeah, the, the, the first, the only two manias I ever or, got my parents to order was 23 and 24, which Thank God my dad was, well, my dad, my stepmom. Thank God I got my dad to buy WrestleMania 24 because I got to see the, <laughs> see Taker beat Edge because I, that was the height of my fandom. And nice. Yeah. Just, um, seeing all that to, Seeing the documentaries to watch from yeah, from watching him live to just the documentaries to everything else, it's 
really cool I got to live in that era. That's and awesome. I mean that. That's awesome. Wrestling has always been more forefront. Like, I don't really get too, too cares about any of the uh, sports, sports teams. I've been a wrestling fanatic since I was eight years old. Yeah. And cool. first time I actually saw him was against, was the build up to the Great American Bash 06 with the Punjabi prison match, which I thought was kind of cool. Match. I was like hoping for it to take, take her to beat Great Kali. Well, that didn't happen for I forgot why. And Wait, I don't was care it a big know. show? Was it a big show in Taker? Originally, it was Kali. I know, I know, it was originally supposed to be Kali, but didn't it want to be in Big Show and Undertaker? Yes. Yeah, that was another Undertaker <laughs> Big Show match. <laughs> but just to see that, and then have to be in Dallas last year for Mania Twenty Two. For his retirement, like I never got to see him wrestle live, but live, like live, live, I got to see him on my screen. And then being in Dallas at at uh, Jerry World, home of the Cowboys, Go Stars. Um, Go to hear that music, ominous entrance and music live, one time was. Incredible, and to hear the, the, and hear one. Who did he fight that WrestleMania? Old age. What was it? What was the Hall of Fame? Yeah, this is, this is oh, last okay, year. Gotcha. Gotcha. I wasn't talking about Shane, the Shane McMahon one. I'm talking about the second Dallas match, Dallas main, okay. main WrestleMania. I'm not cool like you guys to go see Taker. Wait, and I have a question. I have a question for you, Mr. Gallagher. Yes, sir. What was it like seeing Sean and Taker in the Rumble in Madison Square Garden? It was. I got goosebumps. <laughs> I got goosebumps because I love Shawn Michaels and it was Taker, and it was really the first time they had really locked up since you know, 97, like, you know, ground zero, wherever that they fought. And then, and then hell in the cell, you know, those two, that was, it was the first, so it was almost 10 years since they locked up. So it was when it happened. Oh, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. I got goosebumps. I still remember it right now. And then like, I remember watching those two. I, I remember where I was when I watched WrestleMania 25. I was sitting at my buddy AJ's couch in West Babylon, New York, watching WrestleMania and watching the Shawn Michaels and Undertaker match. It was like one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I, which leads me into the next one. Like, you know, we don't necessarily have to go into why we love them, but like, what are some of your favorite Taker matches? Cause there's a lot, right. And maybe somebody, you know, I don't know who would be listening to this, who wouldn't know who the Undertaker is, but maybe they want some references or recommendations for some matches. Right. I figure we always start with the two Hell in a Cell matches, you know, versus Mankind and versus Shawn Michaels. What about you, Ben? Yeah, I was going to bring up those Hell in a Cell matches for sure. Um, I like some of the mid-90s matches he had with um, Mankind. 
mm-hmm. you know, I think it was SummerSlam 96, they were in the boiler room and um, the the Buried Alive matches. Um, I It's not a very good match, but I, I have to put it over because I was there for the WrestleMania 20 because the, the entrance alone for that, um, like, I mean, I still get goosebumps now and that was like nearly 20 years ago. Yeah, it's like, awesome. That's awesome. You know, like when you, yeah, when, when you watch it on TV versus when you're in the arena, it, you, you just feel it go right through you. And, and you don't even have to be a wrestling fan to not be affected by that. It's, yeah, it's, it just sends shivers down your spine. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know how he has done it like every night for <laughs> 30 years. Uh, um, but yeah, probably Hell in the Cell with Foley probably is number one, just because of there was just so much going on in that. It's just so legendary. Yeah, it was great. Adam, what about some of your favorite matches or some matches you'd recommend that we haven't gone over? Um, definitely would recommend the end of an era match. Um, him and Triple H with Shawn Michaels as a special referee in a Hell in a Cell. Um, the build to it you know, when you break it down, it's kind of funny, but the emotion and everything put into the match of these three greats, you know, being in that ring in one way or another, one final time was awesome. Um, Sean having to wrestle with his friendship with Triple H versus wanting to still be a, you know, down the middle referee. Um, yeah, want, want, want. <laughs> ends up super kicking or you know giving so so bear with me for a second right okay. if i'm suspending disbelief or even if i'm if i'm trying to make it make sense right like if somebody super kicked me pedigree me like six times on a chair like why would i want to walk out of the ring with them with my arms around them Right, like these two guys are just trying to, and I, look, I get it, right? Like just yeah. from a, a character point of view, it's like it don't make any sense. <laughs> is it the modern? Is it the mod? Is it the modern version of the curtain call with the click? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, I just, I didn't understand why he had to super kick Undertaker. Like, I get that it was, I couldn't do it, so now you can do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you do it. You know, kind yeah. of. But like, I just. I didn't, I didn't see the point of super kicking the undertaker. What I loved about that though, is he's trying to help triple H out because triple H is his friend and he wants his friend to do what he couldn't do. But the second he does it, he's just overcome with like guilt and he just sits down in the corner and just kind of, you know, head in hands. Like, Oh my God, what have I done? Yeah. I wanted to be the neutral referee, but you know, the power of friendship overpowered me. All right, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That's a good point. Fair point. When, when I say the build to that match is kind of funny, again, when, when you think about it, just suspend your disbelief. The whole build is Triple H saying, look, at the last WrestleMania, I beat you so bad, you had to be taken out on a stretcher. Yeah. No one's done that before. Therefore, I'm the greatest. And then Andre goes, well, no, because I still beat you. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so just admit that you lost and you know, triple H no. Okay. But 
I still won. I pinned you. Admit that you lost. No. Well, you're not better than Shawn Michaels. And that's, you know, what go to Triple H to getting one more match uh, with Taker. Yeah. No, I, I I agree with you on that one. It's like, yeah, I beat you then, but no, you, you still lost, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't care if you beat the crap out of me. I still, still beat you. Jimmy, what are some of your favorite Taker matches? Some maybe we haven't talked about yet. Well, before I get onto that, though, we should watch that. We should do a watch along with that match alone. Which which match was that? The end of the year, the end of an era match. Yeah, I, I want to stay on the phone with you for thirty five minutes watching a wrestling match. By you, do you mean just Jimmy, or do you mean like all of us? No, I mean just all Jimmy. Of us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just Jimmy. <laughs> my feelings are not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Jimmy. Keep going. But no, that's it. That was a, that's a. I actually have that sh- a shirt, the shirt from that main from that mania. I had a stepbrother. My stepbrother passed away a couple years ago. Um, his friend went down to go see that mania, and he asked him if he could bring me back a shirt. And I have that shirt. Um, currently in a tote, but. I have that shirt. That's cool. Uh, with the Taker, Sean, Triple H uh, photo. Uh, promo, promo photo. Okay. That's pretty on the, cool. On the, on, the, on the front of the t-shirt. That's pretty um, awesome. But that was 20 Twix or 2025? 20, no, 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 no. 28. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. The end, the end of an era match. What the hell am I saying? Oh, I'm sorry. I got you. But, but some of my favorite matches, Taker, Taker, Stina, Vengeance 03, um, Taker, Angle, No Way Out 06, uh, Batista, Batista, Taker, Edge, Taker, all of Edge and Taker, yeah, that was great. That was that was great. That was great. But uh, well, a match we haven't talked about: Highway to Hell, SummerSlam '98. That's a great match. I I, uh, I still haven't watched. I, I watched it once. I uh, I couldn't. You know, it was tough because they both were faces, and I couldn't. I couldn't. That was one match where I was like, I, I, I don't get the Undertaker anymore. <laughs> like that's that's the one where Austin Austin got knocked out, didn't he? Yeah. During that match. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I was. Um, what I like about Jimmy and Adam's two cents is, uh, and I don't mean two cents like disrespectfully. I mean like what I appreciate about you guys' opinion is that um like my my wheelhouse of the undertaker is that like with ben saying that late 90s well even i'll just put the whole 90s up to the early 2000s when i don't really know dates and times of like after say 2004 and that's what i like about you guys is you have all this stuff off the top of your head like jimmy with the 06 vengeance and 
08 uh, Vengeance and stuff like that. It's like, that's awesome that you guys had that recall because that was an era that I didn't really watch. So it's cool that you guys have that recall that we can get that information. Oh, three Avengers, thank you. But uh, I know you're paying a complimentary. I'm, I'm the asshole. I'm sorry. Uh, you said it. But I no. didn't have to. I'm not trying to be, but I appreciate you guys. I mean that. Um, this has been fun. Uh, sorry about my hair. Like I haven't. <laughs> I've been going. Uh, at least you've got some. Yeah. Where is yours? You have hair, Ben. It's just on your face now. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> Ah, I remember that. Yeah, you know what? Cherish it, okay? Cherish it. That's all I'll say. Remember that Thank feel you. of the wind blowing through it. Why not? Come on, give me a breeze. Give me a breeze. Um, another match I just remembered was um, SummerSlam '97 versus the Undertaker uh, versus Brett with Shawn Michaels Eight as the special ref. There. Wow. Yeah, I was there. I, I mean, I was all the way up top, but I was there, man. Yeah, I was there at the, at the uh, Brendan Byrne Arena, the Meadowlands. Wow. That was my first um, pay-per-view I ever attended. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that was such a great SummerSlam. That whole SummerSlam was awesome. That's, that, that's, a, that's a good one. That's yeah, a, that was a good one it. to go to. Like, I remember watching, like, Brett Duck, Sean hit Taker with the chair. Like, I remember, you know, I remember – I was, again, I was all the way up top, but, like, I remember seeing it and being able to watch it. And that was – yeah, it was cool, man. That was a really, really cool uh, cool, cool summer something to go to. Uh, Mankind and Triple H in the cage. The big blue cage. Austin, Austin and Austin, Owen. Austin and Owen. Awesome. I, and I remember Owen Hart walking around like this, stalling for time after he broke after he broke his neck. Like, I remember him just, like, doing this, walking around the ring and stuff like that. Like, I remember him dropping Austin on his head. Like, it's crazy. Oh. I remember all this stuff. But, yeah, that it's was... It's hard to watch even now, not knowing what happened. Yeah, it was... But, it was, uh, it was but it was a wild, wild west. Yeah, no, thanks for bringing that up. That, that was that's a good memory that I have. Yeah. 97 SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. uh, and Bennett. That's okay. What about um Jimmy? I'll start with you on this one. Um, what about your favorite version of The Undertaker? Not necessarily your favorite version of a dead man, the question that we answered before, but what's your favorite version of Taker in general? 30 plus years. American Badass, because I got you got to hear him talk in a more realistic way. You got from a that, chance to be that. himself. Yep, from 2000 to 2003. Yeah. Survivor Series 03 gets buried. Why? Because Vince has to screw everybody. Fucking <laughs> freedom. Oh, James. And what's your favorite version of The Undertaker? Yeah, like I said before, probably that 98, 97, 98 version, um, yeah. you know, where he started to feud with, with Kane for the first time. Um, 
but then yeah like i said before as well that 2004 comeback um even for the you know several months after that was really good to see um but yeah just to overall like i, I mean we mentioned it before my before we started recording the amount of generations and eras that he's crossed starting with hogan right up to cena and roman like it it's crazy the longevity it is Adam, who's your favorite version of the Undertaker? Uh, same as Jimmy, um, American badass. Uh, yeah. Just more personality. You know, got to talk more. You know, they. There's that phrase that you know the best gimmick is just that gimmick that's an extension of yourself, and that's clearly what American badass was. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely American badass. Nice. My favorite version is the original Undertaker. With Paul Bearer, didn't say a word except rest in peace. Didn't sell the, anything. The good thing about that version of him as well is that only in his second year, he beat Hogan for the title. And at that point, like that's when you knew that he had arrived. Yeah. But people started taking him a lot more seriously by then. And then, um, yeah. First, like that first scare the shit out of you, Undertaker, that we saw at the Survivor Series. Woo! I was some character, man. I That shit, like, would still get over. No selling everything. Like, that stuff would get over. Like, that's what I was saying. You know, we were talking about that before, about how this, that guy would just, he would just, it would work, man. It would work. <laughs> uh, so, Three kind of quick hits for each of you. During the streak. So three questions, three quick hits. Your favorite match during the streak, your least favorite match during the streak. And what is one match you wish you would have seen at WrestleMania? Or, or who is one person you would have liked to undertake at a wrestle at WrestleMania? Adam, let me start with you. All right. Favorite streak match. Um end of an era okay uh least favorite streak matches next yeah least favorite match yeah it, could, it doesn't have to be a streak match just a wrestlemania undertaker match in general okay well giant gonzalez <laughs> okay and who's the guy that you would have liked to see him wrestle at wrestlemania oh can it doesn't matter anybody, if, it could be anybody. la night LA Knight? Oh, nice. Interesting uh, one. Yeah. I like that one. That, that, that's out of the box. What about you, Ben? What's your uh, favorite match, least favorite match, and who do you like to see in The Undertaker Wrestle or WrestleMania? Favorite match, I'm going to say the Triple H at WrestleMania 17. I thought that was, that was a good Undertaker WrestleMania match because uh, Triple H was so hot at that time as well. Yeah, it was. Um, least favorite. Oh, I'm just looking up the uh, the matches here. You know what? I'm gonna have to go that god awful match against the big boss man at <laughs> WrestleMania 15. That was pretty. Oh, bad. Almost killed him. when they tried to do the the hanging thing. Oh, yeah. that was horrible. Um. Now, are we talking dream matches? Dream matches. 
If he was still healthy, I would have liked to have seen Taker and Andre. Oh, that's a great one. That's a great one. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy, what are your, uh, what's your favorite WrestleMania Undertaker match, your least favorite Undertaker WrestleMania match, and your uh, dream Undertaker <laughs> match? Favorite? Um, end of an era. Okay. Oh, yeah. You got some good company there? Um, least favorite WrestleMania 30 Brock Lesnar against Brock Lesnar okay fair dream match yep dream match dream opponent well they faced each other but they never faced each other at Mania so that counts I would like to I would like to see him and Mr. Kennedy Mr. Anderson Mr. Anderson I like that one too I feel like that would have been great, but, you know, Randy got boo-boo faced. <laughs> That's awesome. So, because I love this game and I love these questions, my favorite match has got to be WrestleMania 25 against Shawn Michaels. I mean, that is one of the best wrestling matches of all time. It's totally. Hands down. Uh, my least favorite match is probably him versus King Kong Bundy because I'll tell you, Adam <laughs> – I kind of liked Giant Gonzalez, and I kind of, at nine years old, thought he was, like, an actual threat. So, like, at the time, right? So, like, a lot of this stuff I, I don't really find is bad because I look back, and at the time, how I reacted. And at the time, I was down with WrestleMania 9 and Giant Gonzalez versus Undertaker. I thought it was, like, the greatest thing because you got this monster versus the Taker. But, like, I remember hating King Kong Bundy when I was watching King Kong Bundy and the Undertaker. <laughs> and um, my dream match is him versus Sting. Easily, it's got to be him versus Sting. That is something I felt like they really blew. Instead of doing, ta- you know, instead of doing Triple H and him, he sh- it should have been Taker and Sting that year. Yeah. It, yeah, it definitely should have. It was such a missed opportunity, man. Oh, drives me crazy. But um, anyway, anybody got any final thoughts on The Undertaker? Yeah. Um, I, I, was, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm like the respect level because he, like during the Monday Night Wars, he didn't even blink an eye at going to WCW. He was loyal to Vince and uh, company man, number one company man. Yeah. I, had a, I have a question. So the the three of you have children, okay? What is their thoughts on on the Undertaker? My son is three, and my daughter is five months old. So there's not many thoughts about the Undertaker right now going through their minds. Well, my uh, you know, my son Michael's favorite wrestler is the Undertaker and Kane. So Michael loves his Undertaker very, very much. Um, my my two have seen uh, the Undertaker, and when I've told them that you know he's the dead man, he said, or they both said, "Well, why is he walking if he's dead?" So <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Adam, what were your uh, what were your final thoughts you wanted to add? You, uh, similar to Ben, just the consummate professional locker room leader he was. You know, one of my favorite stories about him is from Cody uh, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> At the uh, it was Cody's 
I'm not, I'm not sure if y'all have seen Cody talk about this, but it was Cody's first Royal Rumble, and he slides in the ring, and he sees Taker and just thinks, I'm going to go for it. And he runs, and Taker's back is to him, and he just hits Taker in the back as hard as he can. And Taker turns around and grabs him and says, kick me in the gut. And he kind of let Cody shine in his first Royal Rumble match against him when he could have easily just turned around and, like, Whack him. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. What which rumble was that? I wanna I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, the the one you were at, Michael Gallagher. Yeah. And 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 two thousand eight in Madison Square Garden. Really? Yes, Coach sir. That rumble in two thousand eight. Yeah. yeah, he did he debuted wow. in 07. No kidding. Huh. He debuted he debuted in the Austin. Remember, right? I was there. Yeah. <laughs> you were just you 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 were just there. You you weren't a fan. Well, I just I don't remember him being around that that long ago. But yeah, I mean, I if if, if you say so, you're the historian here. So I trust your uh, I trust you on that one. And I'm gonna because I got two things I gotta watch. I got the Rumble 08, and then I got um the match against uh what's his face? The match against uh Kane on Raw during that era, the Red and Black. And then the person. I just sent y'all uh, a U- the YouTube video of Cody talking about that moment. In oh, the world. sweet! Thanks. I, I've seen that. I've seen that too, and that's great. Yeah. Well, that's all I got with the Undertaker boys. So, Adam, you got some uh, facts of uh, this week in pro wrestling for us? Yes, I do. Big week right. in the history of pro wrestling. Uh, April 30th, 1977, superstar Billy Graham defeats Bruno San Martino to win the WWF championship and ends San Martino's second and final reign as champion. Uh, Backlash 2006, April 30th, 2006, uh, was the infamous Vincent Shane McMahon versus Shawn Michaels and God match. (laughs) Who can you be? You can't be God. Anybody, uh, anybody here? Um, Road Dogs um, live Q and A with anybody? And Jimmy, you were on that one. Did you guys? Yeah. That? No, I didn't hear it. Not yet. Fucking Dave McClay. Dave's he asked Dave Road Dogs something like, uh, "What the heck did he ask him, Jimmy? Something like about like." Who's a better tag team? Par- who's the best tag team partner Shawn Michaels ever had? Was it like you or God or something like that? And Rose was like, "Dude, what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Dave McClay. Yeah. Um, oh my God. May first, two thousand. Edge and Christian stopped running through the crowd, and so the second five five second pose was born. Oh yeah. Uh, May second. May 2nd, 2000, WCW Thunder sees Ric Flair win a 41-man battle royal to become the new number one contender for the WCW championship. This is actually also the last time Macho Man Randy Savage appears in the WCW ring. Oh, wow. When, oh, wow. What, 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 what state again? Uh, I didn't have a state. No, no, date. No, date. May, May 2nd, 2000, uh, episode of Thunder. Is the last time we ever see... Is the last time we ever see Macho Man, at least in a WCW ring? Yeah. Well, I mean, he only he well he only only appeared on television one other time, 
for wrestling, and that was in 2004. So this is like the second to last time we ever see Macho Man in a, in a squirrel in a, in a squirrel circle. That's a good point. Third to last, if you count the Spider Man, maybe. <laughs> good point. Good point. Good point. Um, it. All right, this was a big one. May fourth, two thousand two. WWF Insurrection is the last pay-per-view with the WWF name. Ah. Next day, May 5th, 2002, WWF officially becomes WWE, and the infamous plane ride from hell occurs. (laughs) So 21 years ago, today as a recording, is the birth of WWE. Yes. Fuck you, Panda. What, what a PR nightmare that had to be. Blame the panda. We'll blame the panda. I honestly didn't well, think the WWE name would catch on. No, nah, mm. I mean, yeah, but it just became muscle memory at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because of the, you know, well, because of the, because of World Wildlife, the, Fed, the global, global World Wildlife Fund had a, had a huge bitch fit. We all know, Jimmy. We don't have to go into it right now. What else you got? Oh, yeah. um, Sorry, May 6, 1986, Kerry uh, Von Erich defeats Ric Flair to win his only NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Um, fun, fun fact, I think the Pond Wonder Dave show is going to be recording that something on that. Uh, yeah, too. they just put out an episode about it, if I remember right. Nice. Uh, yeah, huge Von Erich fan. As far as uh, birthdays go, had we had a lot. Um, Pat McAfee was born on May 2nd, 1987. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, May 2nd, 1972. Big Boss Man, May 2nd, 1961. Stu Hart, May 3rd, 1915. Uh, Bill Watts, May 5th, 1939. Do what, Jimmy? Nothing, sorry. I, I, sorry. Uh, Dakota Kai, uh, May 6, 1988. Kevin Owens, May 6, 1984. Uh, Tonga Loa, May 6, 1983. Hulk Cabana, May 6, 1980. And Brian Nobbs, May 6, 1964. I like Cole Cabana. What do you guys think of Cole Cabana? I think he's a good guy. I haven't, I haven't seen much of him. I met him once. He was cool. Yeah, um, I met him once too. It was very cool. But I like his wrestling too. Him and Punk had some good matches. Him and uh, Joe had some good matches. Well, us speaking speaking positively about Colt Cabana assures that CM Punk will never be a guest on this show. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and I am more than okay with that. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. And not that CM Punk even will ever know our names, but yes. But no, Colt <laughs> Cabana, I have a signed, actually, I got a signed Colt Cabana. I'm looking over there because I'm going to grab it for you guys. <laughs> I hope I can grab it in time. There we go. I got a Colt Cabana Rama, 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 and I signed by Mr. Colt Cabana. I saw him at a uh, high school gym, and uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. High school gym in uh, Long Island, New York. It was Colt Cabana versus Carlito. It was pretty cool. I'm actually glad we brought up Colt Cabana because I've been meaning to check out. He had a, I think it was a best of seven series for the NWA championship against uh, Adam Pierce. Yep. Mr. Gallagher, Mr. Gallagher, can you show that again? I, I had yeah. my phone away. Yeah, no problem. 
Oh yeah, yeah that's great. Cool. And then nice and uh, yep. That's cool. Colt Cabanarama. Yeah, it was cool. And he signed that, got a chance to talk to him. But yeah, that best of seven series versus Adam Pierce is very good. I need to find that. Yeah, it's definitely good because he he actually he he could wrestle. Like Duke could wrestle. Like he definitely had his yeah. comedy. Like, you know, I would compare him to kind of like a Santino Morella kind of kind of wrestler. If if you you know, okay. ben, if you're trying to if if you're trying to kind of give him like a comparison. But um He's great, yeah. haha, but he's he's also great serious. Yeah, exactly exactly. He can wrestle and that, that match was good and showed he could. And I think he won the I think he won the title, right? I think so. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he won a win in it. Cold yeah, I think Adam was defending. Yeah. But no, those matches were good. Those matches were good. And his podcast was excellent too. Yeah. Anything else? Oh no, that's it. That's it for All right. Little history lesson. Well, one more. Ben, do you want to do the honorable mention for birthdays? Oh, yes, yes. Honorable mention. Yeah. Shout out to Eddie Prather for the big 50th birthday. So, hoping you, well, we're recording on your birthday. So, hopefully, you, you have a good day. Happy birthday, cranky pants. <laughs> remember, Eddie, you remember, remember, Eddie, you're getting a gummy at Top Guy Weekend. <laughs> Jimmy, you have anything from the heart? Oh yeah, happy birthday, buddy! And I mean that sincerely. All right, I was, not, I was just joking, but yeah. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your day. From the heart, with Jimmy, wishing Eddie Prather a happy birthday. That's a huge thing. So those who know, you know. So happy birthday, Eddie. Um. So the new Mike's Music Corner. I, um, I, I listened to, so Devin Dowling popped a couple of bands in our chat and, um, each one of them I actually heard of. So we, uh, he sent me a message on Twitter. He's like, dude, you heard them all. I was trying to stump you. I'm like, just give me a song. I'll cover it for you. So next time Devin, uh, so Devin, send me a song and I'll, I'll cover it for you. Um, cause I, I, I love checking everything out. Um, but the song that I listened to was called lovesick. By Eddie Smith in the 507. And it was on a playlist on Spotify that I was listening to. Um, and it came on. And Are you, you're okay there, Jimmy? <laughs> oh, now he mutes. Uh, no, I, I, was... <laughs> I muted him. Now you're off mute. Are you right there, Jimmy? Oh yeah, I'm fine. I was making sure I didn't get like I was making sure I didn't get struck by lightning. I'm sorry. Now we heard you, you do the indigestion. You, you do that by burping, do you? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, I haven't eaten since four. I haven't eaten since four o'clock. It is now midnight. Sorry. I thought I, I thought I was trying to mute myself and then based off and trying to listen and. Bye-bye. Jimmy, stop and laugh at yourself for five minutes, okay? You're fine. Uh, We're messing around with you. I know. I'm sorry. I'm, All right. I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on the downhill stretch is the thing. I know you are. I know you are. We're almost there. We're almost there, right? Keep keep up. Keep up. You're almost there. Oh, yeah. All right. So, 
Uh, getting back to the song called Love Sick by Eddie Smith and the 507 um, is the name of the band. And I really enjoyed it. It's it's a it's a ballad. It's obviously a love song. Um, but Eddie Smith's voice is very gravelly. It's very deep and it's very passionate. So it was I don't want to call it kind of country, but it sounded a little country, a little Chris Stapleton ish. And um and I encourage everybody to take a peek at it and, and take a listen because it's a really good song and it's now it's on my playlist. And I actually will listen to a song and then we'll go to that radio station of that song on Spotify. And that's how I discover new music. So um, now I can discover some new music because of it. So hopefully you guys can as well. And that is my segment for the night. So next we got Jonesy's Jokes. Take it away. All right. So today I thought we would go with the the Rodney Dangerfield edition. Are I you like guys it. familiar with, with him? Oh, I love Rodney. Oh, he's the best. He was the best. Okay, he's so we've got, we got five of his best one-liners. All right. I remember the time I was kidnapped and they sent back a piece of my finger to my father. He said he wanted more proof. <laughs> I'm, I mean, we're going to crack up the entire time. Come on, it's Rodney. It's quite harsh. It's tough to stay married. My wife kisses the dog on the lips, yet she won't drink from my glass. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a lot of pimples too. One day I fell asleep in a library. I woke up and a blind man was reading my face. Uh, my psychiatrist told me I'm going crazy. I told him, if you don't mind, I'd like to get a second opinion. He said, all right, you're ugly too. <laughs> yep. My grandfather used to say that one to me all the time. All right, last one. <laughs> I, could tell, I could tell that my parents hated me. My bath toys were a toaster and a radio. <laughs> he was great. Did you see the, did you see Back to School with him in it? Yeah, that was oh. a great movie. It was a fantastic and with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Right, in his, yep. uh, first yep. role, yeah, yep, that was crazy. Adam, have you seen that movie Back to School, Rodney Dangerfield? Oh, yeah, um, uh, seen Back to School, Caddyshack. Um, oh, Caddyshack, come on, yeah, hell yeah. Oh. So, so let's dance. <laughs> <laughs> Movie's great. <laughs> Call me when you have no class. <laughs> Great. Oh, man. Jimmy, you ever see Back to School, that movie? Man, he muted himself. I think he muted himself. Yeah. Um, Jonesy, you got any more? No, I just, just thought, I thought I'd just try a few of his jokes this week for something different, but... Yeah, yeah sorry, it's good guys. to. Um, back, back. I, was back I, I tell you what, if you if you go back and watch some of his appearances on the Johnny Carson show, they are tremendous. But no, do we? Him and Don Rickles. Him and Don Rickles. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know who. Don, I, I'm more familiar with Don Rickles than uh, than uh, than Rodney. Than Rodney, but I know who Rodney is. But to answer your question, no, I don't. I'm not. I don't believe I've seen any of those movies. I'm gonna copy. Send your hate tweets at no, no Mike hate tweets. Gurr. <laughs> no. Mike Gurr, wherever the heck his Twitter handle is. <laughs> 0905. 
which leads us into our wrap-up for this week. Um, our next topic will be Vinnie Mac. So I'll send you tweets or, I mean, send you questions on over for it. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to record within the next week or two. Um, we might be delayed just because of some exterior issues going on. Um, but uh, Ben, where can we find you? At AFS Ben Jones and on Twitter and also at Zip Code Bros on Twitter. All right. Mr. Jefferson, where can we find you? At the ARJ brand for the personal stuff, at Coach A. Jefferson for the football stuff. And you can find my solo podcast, Just One Man's Thoughts, on uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. I've got to double check to see if I'm on Spotify. And you can find that on Twitter, at Just Thoughts Pod. Nice. And you can find me at on the Twitter at Mike Gurr0905. And I'm also at Facebook, Michael Gallagher. You can find me through the AFS website. I mean, the AFS face uh, the group page. Uh, but last but certainly not least, my man, I want to thank you for coming and recording our podcast tonight. You are going through a lot in your life, so we appreciate your time. Mr. Sorensen, where can we find you? Get, get your uh, handsome face on that phone. At here, okay. At OG James, at three on the Twitter. Jamie Sorensen, 97 on the Insta. And James Sorensen at on the Facebook at the on the Facebook <laughs> and Snapchat uh, should do a Snapchat for the zip code bros. Oh, anywho, uh, just thank you all um, that are listening, watching. Um, it means it means the world to the four of us that you gave us a chance and actually listened to us. Um, it means a lot and thank you. Yeah. Well said, Jimmy. I couldn't, and I, I don't think we can end that any better than that guys. All right. Thanks All everyone right. for tuning in. Have a great day guys. Thank you for tuning in. That's it.